Welcome to the Good Growing Podcast. I am Ken Johnson, horticulture educator with University of Illinois Extension, coming to you today from Jacksonville, Illinois. And this week on the podcast, we have a garden bite. We're going to talk a little bit about pruning fruit trees. So it's that time of year, time to start thinking about pruning our deciduous trees. Most deciduous trees are going to be best pruned while they are in full dormancy, which happens to be January through early March for this part of the country. While many of our landscape trees don't necessarily need to be pruned every year, the same isn't necessarily true for fruit trees, especially if you want healthy trees that are going to consistently bear fruit. If we just leave fruit trees to their own devices, they can quickly get too tall for to harvest the tops of the trees. We often get a buildup of disease and pests in our trees as well. So one of the reasons why we want to prune during the dormant season is that the trees will not have any leaves on them. This makes it easier to see the framework of that tree, and we can determine what branches should be removed much easier than if there was a full canopy. Also, if we prune too late in the growing season, while the trees are still growing, they may send out a new flush of growth, and this growth may not harden off before the winter and it can be killed. So dormant season pruning is going to be the best time for our tree fruits. Pruning is as much of an art as it is a science, particularly when it comes to tree fruits. So the art of pruning is being able to look at a plant and figuring out how to make the tree look the way you want, whether that's making it shorter, so on and so forth. The science of pruning is being aware of the different cuts that you can make and how those are going to affect the plant and how it's going to respond to those different cuts. So when it comes to pruning fruit trees, there's going to be several reasons we want to do this. First is going to be to open up the canopy so that all branches are receiving sunlight. The more sunlight a branch gets, the better its fruit production is going to be. The more light, the more photosynthesis, the more sugars it can produce, the more energy it produces, the more of that stuff it can put into fruit production. Second is going to help manage diseases and make pesticide applications easier. So opening up the canopy is going to allow sunlight and airflow in there. It's going to dry out that canopy faster, which is going to help reduce disease problems. Diseases like wet, humid environments. So when they dry out quicker, it's less likely for diseases to develop because they do not have as favorable of conditions as they would normally have if we have a really dense canopy. And with a more open canopy, if we're spraying our trees, it helps us get those pesticides into the inside of the tree better so we get better protection from those chemicals that we're using. And then finally, by pruning our trees, we can keep our trees shorter so that it's easier to reach the fruit and harvest it. So the way you train and prune your fruit trees is going to depend on the type of tree it is. Typically for apples and pear trees, we're going to use a central leader system. So we're going to have one central branch and then we're going to have those scaffolding branches coming off the tree. For peaches and nectarines, we're going to use an open center system. So the tree is going to look more like a vase. It's not going to have that central trunk. It's going to have multiple branches coming off that trunk. It's going to make have a vase-like appearance to it. These aren't the only ways you can train your fruit trees, but these are going to be probably the most commonly used. So when it comes to actually pruning your trees, the first step is going to be to clean up the tree by removing any dead branches, any damaged branches, any crossing or diseased branches. When it comes to removing diseased branches, we want to make sure we're pruning back into healthy wood. So for example, for fire blight infected trees, we want to make sure we're pruning at least 8 to 10 inches below any discolored bark. That way we are ensuring we're getting into healthy wood and we're removing all of, those, all of that branch that is going to be infected by that bacteria that causes fire blight. After we've removed those dead or damaged or crossing or diseased branches, we can also go through and remove any suckers. Those are going to be those upright branches. Go in and remove those as well. So after we've removed the suckers and any, any of those other branches that we don't want, then we can come in and start managing the tree size and the shape of the tree. And there's going to be two different types of cuts we're going to be using for this. We're going to be using heading and thinning cuts. Heading cuts are going to be used to shorten and stiffen branches, as well as to increase branching in a tree. So this is going to be done by removing the end of a branch. Typically, 
prune that branch back to a bud. When we remove the end of the branch, we remove the terminal bud. The terminal buds are gonna release hormones that are gonna prevent shoot development further down the branch, on those buds further down the branch. When we remove that terminal bud, those lower buds aren't inhibited anymore, so they will start to develop and you start getting a lot of branching below that cut location. So again, those heading cuts can cause a thicker, denser canopy, which can have some drawbacks. This can reduce light levels within the tree, within the center of the tree. So heading cuts are gonna be primarily used for establishing branches in young trees. We don't usually use them very often in older trees. If we do use them in older trees, we can use them to shorten and stiffen branches. So if we have branches that are too pliable, getting weighed down a lot with fruit, we can head those back a little bit and stiffen them up some. The second type of cut we're gonna be using when pruning tree fruit is going to be thinning cuts. And thinning cuts are going to remove the entire shoot back to its point of origin. So unlike heading cuts, these thinning cuts are not going to create a bunch of vigorous growth on the branches. These thinning cuts are going to help open up a tree's canopy, allowing more sunlight to reach the interior of the tree. So if we're pruning mature trees, we're going to primarily be using thinning cuts to do this. While we're, thin while we're pruning our trees, we want to make sure we sanitize our pruners to prevent the spread of disease. Uh, we can use a 10% bleach solution. We can use isopropyl alcohol. We can use sanitizing wipes, any of that type of stuff. We want to make sure we're cleaning off our pruners, especially if we're doing multiple trees. If you've got one tree, you can prune in between individual cuts if you want. But at the minimum, make sure you're cleaning your pruners if you're pruning out disease plant material. Clean those so you're not spreading any disease within the tree or from tree to tree. We want to make sure we're using sharp tools. Sharp tools are going to make cleaner cuts, which are going to heal faster than using dull tools. Nice clean cuts going to heal faster than a cut caused by a dull tool, which is crushing the material more. It's going to make it harder for that wound to heal over. Once you're done pruning, we wanna make sure we clean up and remove the pruned wood, especially if it's diseased and properly dispose of it, whether that's putting it out in the municipal waste, burning it if you can. If you don't have either of those options, you can bury it in the ground, especially important for that diseased plant material so it's not spreading from those branches you've pruned on the ground, leave them on the ground. We don't want that to spread back onto our trees and cause us problems down the road. Now, if you have a large tree that's been neglected for several years, so you've got an apple tree, or say for example, you've got an apple tree, been growing in your yard, you haven't pruned it for five, 10 years, you don't want to go in and just prune that back really hard, get it all cleaned up really quick. It's best to rejuvenate or renovate that tree over a period of three years. So when it comes to rejuvenating or renovating trees, we want to make sure we don't remove any more than one third of the tree per year. So we'll slowly get that tree back under control. We don't want to just go in and remove everything. Removing too much wood is going to set that tree back. So do it slowly over a period of time. This will help prevent excessive sucker formation as well as sunburn to previous, previously shaded areas of the tree if we do this slowly over a period of three years. Well, that's all I've got for you for this week's Garden Bite. Good Growing Podcast is a production of University of Illinois Extension. Listeners, thank you for doing what you do best, and that is listening. And as always, keep on growing.